0: The time is 7am Your sleep phase has ended Time to wake up, Simon
1: mm. A Shuffle morning playlist Something a little more mellow, if you please
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: Perhaps not that mellow That'll do. Okay, Atlas, I'm beginning my morning workout. Keep track of my vitals, please.
0: Vital signs remain above average. That's nice. Your body fat has decreased 5% since this time yesterday.
1: And to think I just missed swimsuit season.
0: Your body is continuing to burn calories at an increasing rate. According to my current scans, the energy being burned is going directly to
1: my brain. As my mind grows and works faster and faster, the rest of me has to try and keep up.
0: I would recommend slowing the process down in order to give your body time to cope with. Not an option. Simon, if you don't slow down...
1: Irreversible damage to my body, I'm aware. But I suppose there are some positive side effects.
0: Such as?
1: Well, I've never had abs before. How are everyone else's vitals this morning?
0: The underdogs remain more or less where they were during the last scan. Elliot, when...
1: Mindy? How's Mindy?
0: Scans indicate elevated blood pressure and lack of sleep.
1: Right. She has that big project coming up.
0: Shall I contact her for you?
1: No! Uh, that's alright, Atlas. I'm sure I'll see her later today.
0: I'm only asking because you programmed me to have curiosity and concern about your personal well-being, as well as physical.
1: I know. Thank you, Atlas.
0: So then may I ask why you're having me scan your friends without their knowledge or permission?
1: Elliot doesn't even like going to the dentist. And I don't think Jeff's been to the doctor since he was off his parents' insurance. I seriously doubt they're keeping up with how their powers are affecting their biology. It's easier this way. I'm more curious as to why the origin particles aren't acting as aggressively towards the others as they are with me.
0: Have you checked to see if any of them have abs?
1: You know, I have not. Hmm, Alice, can you order a replacement chair? I think this one's on its last leg. Or maybe just order a standing desk.
0: Incoming call from Mindy Gibson. What?
1: I I said not to contact her!
0: Incoming call, genius.
1: Right. Sorry. Send her through. Mindy, to what do I owe the pleasure?
0: Okay, be
3: honest with me. How many crossword puzzles have you done since waking up?
1: Actually, I haven't even had my coffee yet.
3: Good! You can grab some for everybody on your way to the shop.
1: Why? What's happening at the shop?
3: Gwen called a top-secret meeting. Avengers only. She wants everybody there as soon as possible.
1: Oh, good. Hopefully it's another HR meeting about political correctness.
3: Oh, come on. Gwen's cool. She's just a little sensitive sometimes. And she owes me five bucks since you're listening to music recorded before cassettes were invented. I swear you're the oldest 27-year-old I've ever met.
1: You guys made a bet about my taste in music.
3: Well, it wasn't really a bet since I knew I'd be right.
1: Uh, I'll see you guys at the shop. Atlas, continue running algorithms for Project V while I'm gone. I want to get all the kinks out soon. It'd be good to finally advance to the prototype stage.
0: End Project. Tough love.
1: Go ahead and put it on hold for now. Everything seems to have gone back to normal since last week. I may need to come back to it eventually, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon.
0: Think or hope?
1: I'll let you know when I figure that out.
0: All right, I need
1: one grande red eye with caramel, a venti java chip frappe with extra chocolate drizzle, and a small black coffee, just coffee, nothing else. It goes on like this for a while. I think you get the idea.
4: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this for that comic book store on Davis? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> oh, dude, that's all you had to say. I make the order for those guys every morning. You're usually a blonde girl with social anxiety.
1: Ah, uh, yes, she's a good friend of mine. I'll let you get to it, then.
5: Um, hi! (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I'm so sorry to bother you, but... Are are you Dr. Holt?
1: Oh, uh, this actually happens a lot. You're probably mistaking me for my father.
5: Uh, I I don't think so. You're Dr. Simon Holt, right?
1: I'm sorry, have we met before?
5: Yes. I I mean, no. Not really. (gasps) Jesus, sorry. Hi, I'm Charlie, uh, Charlie Daniels. You, you did a lecture at the university, um, two years ago? I was in the audience.
1: Two years ago? If I remember correctly, the topic would have been quantum mechanics?
5: That's right! (laughs) I think you were, um, a lot younger than most of the undergrads.
1: Yeah, the good old days of being called a prodigy instead of just eccentric. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I know, right? People have less and less tolerance for the smart thing the older you get. When you're a kid, it's cute. Well, I mean, with you, it's still cute. <laughs> I'm, I can't believe I just said that out loud. Uh, uh,
1: please, I'm, uh, I'm flattered.
5: <laughs> Your lecture, it, um... It really got me inspired about science again at a time when I kind of thought that was impossible, so thank you.
1: (laughs) No, thank you, really. It's... not every day I meet someone who's heard me lecture. Or enjoyed it.
5: So, um, this is probably going to sound completely crazy, but... could I... could I buy you a coffee? Excuse me? I I would just love to pick your brain. You see, I'm a scientist too now. Well, I mean... Technically, it's weird. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought they'd just hand you a card that said scientist on it, but it actually just kind of happens by itself.
1: No, I, I'd love to. Have coffee. I mean, it's just that I'm kind of expected elsewhere. It's a work thing. Important, apparently. Order for Underdog Comics. Thank you.
5: Y- you you work at a comic book store?
1: Ah, well, I mean, work might be a bit of a strong word, actually. I'm helping some friends get it off the ground. You know, moral support.
5: Oh, well, that—that's sweet. Um, may, maybe I'll come by sometime. We could get that coffee.
1: I think I'd like that.
5: I know you would.
4: Dueling Genre Productions presents Geek by Night. Episode 25, Friends and Enemies, Part 1. Written by Scott Corelli, Nick Menes, Ray Russo, and Billy McCartney.
6: Good morning, Miss Powers. Have you eaten?
3: Skip the pleasantries, you psycho.
6: I am nothing if not polite. You could stand to learn a thing or two about that.
3: Would saying my pleases and thank yous help reduce my sentence?
6: You're being kept here because you're a danger to the outside world. You kidnapped me. It's d- Sequestered, not kidnapped. Phrasing is important. Call it what you want. It's definitely illegal. You can't just do whatever you want with me. You didn't seem to have a problem doing whatever you wanted with your fellow students when you literally drained the life out of them. You could have killed someone.
3: <laughs> Please. I was in complete control.
6: The issue here isn't about control. It's about right and wrong. The difference that you're apparently quite apathetic toward.
3: But you know all about right and wrong, huh? What with you ignoring due process
6: and hiding
3: me in your basement?
6: It's quite a bit more posh than where you'd end up otherwise, Madison, dear. You should be grateful. Your situation could be much worse.
3: Worse than being experimented on by a Scottish sociopath?
6: Oh, come off it. I took a bit of blood and ran a few tests. I needed to know how and why your powers work the way they do. And I got my answers. No fuss, no muss. Turns out, the origin particles in your bloodstream are replicating themselves, making your ability strong enough to overcome the issue of power-to-power negation. But I'm still not sure whether this was a natural evolution or caused by something... Let
0: me out of here.
6: I could just turn you over to the police. But you'd be in government custody before they'd even finish processing you.
0: And then, let me guess. They'd
3: take me to a secret facility and toss me in a prison cell. Hmm.
6: What
0: does that remind me
6: of? The difference being that I still see you as a human being. They would not share my compassion. They would torture you until they figured out how to use you as a weapon. And that is something I cannot abide. I created you. That makes you my responsibility. And I will not allow you to be used for whatever atrocities they plan on committing in the name of global peace.
0: Sounds like you have trust issues.
6: I believe trust is something you earn. I don't trust you to do the right thing on your own, and I certainly don't trust them to know what the right thing even is outside of a political agenda. So, for now, you'll remain here, out of their hands, until I can figure out a better situation.
0: What about your little Avenger squad?
6: I trust them all implicitly. They've earned that.
0: But do they trust you?
6: Why wouldn't they?
0: You tell me.
6: Have a lovely day, Miss Powers. You're just going to leave me here in the dark? Oh, do you have any idea what my electricity bill looks like after each month? Conservation is an underrated virtue. Oh, Elliot! What a lovely surprise! Uh, what are you doing in my office?
7: I'm going to that McKinney City Business Owners Conference thing with you. I
6: thought Gwendolyn was coming.
7: She was, but had something else to do at the last minute, and I'm not really sure. She was vague on the details.
6: Well, I hope I didn't keep you waiting long.
7: Not really. I was just looking around at the awards and pictures and stuff. It's making me realize I don't really know you as well as I thought.
6: Oh? How do you mean?
7: Well, like this picture. I assume this guy was your husband, right?
6: Yes. That's Henry.
7: Who's this other woman next to you?
6: That would be my sister, actually. Charlotte. We haven't spoken much since Henry... Since his accident. She blamed me. They were very close. Story for another time, perhaps. Or at least after a few drinks, eh? (laughs) I'll tell you all about my rowdy university years. (laughs) This will be fun! Lorelei and Elliot's downtown adventure! When's the last time we had a laugh?
7: You know, I don't think we've ever had a laugh.
6: Well, that changes today, Markowitz. We are having a laugh and a good one. Now let's get this show on the road! Let's pretend I never said that. Okay, let's go.
8: Hello, all. Sorry I'm late. Coffee's here. Can we start this thing now? It's supposed to be my day off. I mean, what am I even doing here?
3: Well, Elliot wasn't invited, so I'm guessing it's about him.
8: Ten bucks that it's not about Elliot.
3: Jeff, please. We're both adults now. Make it twenty.
1: You know there are hotlines to help people like you.
3: Hey man, it's not a gambling problem if I keep winning. It's not my fault I've got the soundtrack to your mind palace
1: pegged. Mind palace? You know, like Sherlock? This again? What? How long have you known me now? Do I strike you as a narcissistic borderline sociopath? Do you want an honest answer? Relax,
3: Simon,
9: it was a joke.
8: I just can't believe Mindy actually watches that show.
9: I like his pointy face. Leave me alone. Alright, alright, we're not here to discuss the merits of Benedict Cumberbatch. Although, for the record, human beings should not have that many angles on their face. Oh, whatever. Just tell us why we're here. Right. So, you may have noticed who's missing, and that's... no accident.
5: Oh, man. Booyah! We
8: need to talk about Lorelai. What? Oh, yes!
9: <laughs>
8: <laughs> this is such a good day. Twenty bucks, man.
3: Son of a bitch. I didn't even think about Lorelai. That doesn't count. She's not even on the team.
8: It totally counts. She might not be in the band, per se, but she is an invaluable part of the operation. Like George Martin. Ugh, a day in the life. You bet your sweet ass. See, I know music.
3: Yeah, you really got your finger on the pulse of 1967 there, Slick.
9: Uh, hey, guys? Team leader talking. Focus up. Sorry, Gwen.
4: So what's the sitch?
9: Victor and I found out some super messed up stuff about what Lorelai's been
8: doing. Aw, oh, come on. How bad could it be?
4: Well, for one, she tried to wipe my f- memory.
3: Did you just bleep yourself?
4: It's automatic. I had to switch my filter settings to moderate to get anything done online. Everything is porn now, guys. Everything.
8: Hold up. Lorelai tried to delete Victor's memory? Why?
4: Because I found out that Lorelei has something to do with the disappearance of Elliot's fiancée.
1: Shut the bleep up! What could she possibly gain from something like
2: that?
9: We don't know yet. Lorelai's at that business owner's conference with Elliot, so now is the time to gather intel- Victor can get us into the more secure areas of Swift Industries, and I'm sure we'll find plenty of evidence.
1: There has to be a logical explanation for all this. We're talking about Lorelai here. She's not an evil mastermind. She's she's Tony Stark with twice the philanthropy.
9: And most of the problems the Avengers end up having to fix were created by Tony Stark in the first place. I mean, Ultron? Anyone? No? Oh, I mean, that was the movies. But I, I still feel like my point is
8: valid. Lorelai is up to something.
4: And whatever it is, she was willing to erase part of me to get away with it.
8: What's her plan to get in? Gibson, don't tell me you're actually going along with this. I don't know, man. I trust Gwen and Victor. If something's giving them the heebie-jeebies, it's at least worth looking into.
3: But I trust Lorelai. She's our friend. There's gotta be a reason for all this. Shouldn't we just talk to her? Yes, we should. This is ridiculous.
4: When I tried talking to her about it, she ended the conversation by trying to erase my memory.
3: Fine. I don't agree with what you're doing, but if you're going to do it, I'll have your back. Mindy? Simon, you've seen what Elliot's been like. He's almost killed himself last week. If Lorelai knows something, and I'm not saying she does, but if she knows something, anything about Gretchen, we need to get to the bottom of it. We owe Elliot that.
1: What about Lorelai? What do we owe her? This would be a colossal betrayal of her trust.
4: No, Simon. The betrayal of trust was when Lorelai tried to hack into my mind when I saw something she didn't want me to.
1: There's just... There's gotta be a- another way, I... Why can't Simon just trust me? Even Gibson trust me, and
9: he's Gibson. Oh my god, does Simon hate me? No, you not hate, that's not always way to word. Does he not respect me? Is that worse? I'm supposed to be the team leader. He doesn't respect me. If he hated me, he could still respect me, but... No, he doesn't hate or respect me. This is horrible. Is it me? Am, Am I a terrible team leader? Is that why he doesn't respect me? But... You guys are following my lead. It's just Simon. What could Oh my god, is Simon sexist? What? How could you even say that?
8: Uh, say what? Man, what if they're right? Is Laurel that right bad? Are we going to have to take her down? This sucks. I really wanted to go to the movies today. It's my first day off in forever. I was going to see, like, three movies and finally finish that new Uncharted game. I just wanted one day off where I could slack off without dumb responsibilities ruining everything. I need gifts in time. Is that so much to ask? Hey, why is Simon, Simon looking at me, at me like that? Simon, why are you looking at me like that? I-
3: <sighs> Why can't Simon just follow in with the rest of us? I don't like this either, but we're a team and we need to sit together. God, it's like he's actively trying to keep me from liking him. Not that I do, I wouldn't like him, that would be weird. I've definitely never thought about his arms before. Nope, that is not a thing I've ever done. I've never even noticed him. Or thought about him when he wasn't around, or... Shit. I need a drink. Does
1: it count as drinking, drinking before noon if I pull all
9: nighter? N- Mindy, I. Laura, I can't get away with this. We have to stop her, even if it means doing something I don't want to do. Whoa, is-, is Simon okay? I'm. I'm. Ah! Snap
1: out of it, Holt!
8: Is this a stroke? Oh god, is this a powers related stroke? Are we all gonna start having strokes?
1: It wasn't a stroke, I just. I, I have to go. <sighs> Look, don't- don't do this. Don't- you're making a mistake. Simon, wait! He doesn't
3: look so good. Like his scar was hurting because Voldemort was near or something. It's a lot to deal with.
9: Lorelai's one of his heroes. He probably just needs some Simon time.
8: Yep, I've had my fair share of Gibson time in that old back room.
9: Oh my god, Jeff! That is so disgusting! I eat lunch back there, you heathen!
8: That- that's not what I meant. That's not, that's not what I meant by Gibson time. Hey, no, come back. That's not what I meant by Gibson time.
7: Who knew McKinney City even had a casino resort? Weird place to have a conference, right? What's it even about?
6: No idea, but I am happy to be here.
7: Lorelai, why do you look like you just got Joker gassed
6: Look, I don't exactly have a flawless local reputation... Between the Origin Explosion and the Great Disaster, I'm like that neighbour with too many Christmas lights. That could kill people. It's not much of a successful recipe for popularity, I can assure you. Look, I really need to use this opportunity to make good with the townies, appeal to the everyman. You know how to mingle, right?
7: Well, I only have like six friends and one's a computer man, so probably not.
6: Well, there's no shame in being a novice. Everyone has to learn sometime now. Watch how it's done and try to keep up. Hello there, I'm Lorelai Swift, and you are...
2: Joel Vickers, Unemployed. Don't I know you from the cover of a magazine or something?
6: I'm sorry. Did you just use unemployed as a title?
2: Why? Are you hiring? Joel? Son of the very first bitch.
7: Is that Elliot Markowitz? Lorelai, this is Joel. He was my boss at Nostalgia Toys before it was Nostalgia Studios. He's producing the Liberty movies.
6: Oh! Well, Mr. Vickers, I am a massive fan of the city, so I hope you're not planning on screwing them up or anything. <laughs> don't you dare ruin my pretty.
2: Well, you don't have anything to worry about, because while I was producing a multi-billion dollar franchise, I'm a free agent now. What? Why? What can I say? Here for a good time, not for a long time. Or I guess, having a bad time, hopefully for a short time.
6: My gran used to say that.
2: Anyway, the place is now called Nostalgia Entertainment, which sounds like a karaoke business at the front for a meth empire, but hey, what the hell do I know about anything, huh? So you probably have no idea what this conference is about? Are you kidding? Why do you think I'm here? All the business leaders in the city are meeting to talk about the guy who's been buying up businesses all over town. Ugh, tell me about it. He's been trying to buy my comic book store since it opened. Uh, Markowitz, this guy's about to become the richest man in McKinney City. I don't think he's worried about buying your little comic book shop. Ah, oh, you'd think that. You really would.
6: Who are you two talking about?
10: Max Carmichael is my name. I'm not sure why I introduced myself like that, but thank you all for
1: coming. Atlas, can you hear me?
0: Loud and clear, boss.
1: Atlas, I I need you to run a full diagnostic on my neural... everything. My brain. Scan it.
0: Did you forget how to use big words all of a sudden? Just
1: do it. I think my powers are... I think I have telepathy.
0: Scanning now. Hold still.
1: The others... they're planning on taking down Lorelei. They don't have proof. They're letting their emotions get the better of them. Again... They could do serious damage to Swift Industries and themselves. Somebody has to stop them before they destroy this team forever.
0: And how is the team going to react when you tell them you made this decision after invading their thoughts without their permission?
1: It wasn't on purpose. It just started happening. I didn't even know I could do this.
0: Well, now you can. What are you going to do about it?
1: I don't know yet. Give me a minute.
5: Hello? Anyone here?
1: Who's that?
0: Sounds like a customer genius.
1: There's no one else in the store to take care of her?
0: I'm only reading two life forms in the store at the moment.
1: They didn't even tell me they were leaving. (laughs) Keep scanning, I have to go deal with this. You took my business
10: out from under me! Me too! People, people, please! You're making it sound like I'm planning some kind of hostile takeover! You own every non-corporate restaurant in town, and all of the
2: hotels, and most of the retail stores.
10: I'm simply diversifying my portfolio. Boo! Boo! I disapprove.
6: All right, I saw him on the news with you a lot months ago. That's the man with the mind control powers you've been talking about. He looks like a complete imbecile.
7: Oh, he definitely is. But that's him,
2: all right. Mind control powers.
6: When did he have time to do all this?
2: We actually haven't heard from him in a while. guess he's been busy. What do you guys mean when you say mind control powers? I
10: understand that you're upset, but I invited you all here to explain. Now, you can accuse me of many things, but you cannot accuse me of theft. Whether you like it or not, I have purchased all of your businesses fair and square for a fee that you all agreed to in writing. Legally binding writing, I might add. You can't do anything about what is rightfully mine, but while I do own most of the city, I'm not asking you to relinquish control. This is not a takeover. I want you to join me, work by my side, and together we can make McKinney City great again.
4: Hmm. I was really
10: expecting a much larger reaction than that. What gives, people?
4: Well, I guess we just don't really know what you mean. Great. How? Specifically? Can you explain the details of your plan to us? I... uh... Do you even have a plan?
10: Let's not waste time on semantics. All you need to know is that I'm going to lead this city to a golden age of prosperity. However, there are some among you that have yet to become a member of the Monopoly family. That changes today. Uh Uh-oh. Lorelai Swift. This has been a long time coming. Mr.
6: Carmichael. It has indeed.
10: Swift Industries is the last major holdout in McKinney City. Once I have that, I'll have everything I need to begin the second phase of my plan.
6: Well... That's never going to happen, so...
10: I want you to sell me a controlling number of shares in your company, Miss Swift. For a dollar.
6: Fantastic! A dollar per share would be lovely!
10: Lorelai. Per share? Is that how this works? Well, whatever I need to do to keep everything on the up and up, right? I mean, how many shares could there possibly be? Twelve? Thirteen? Ten million. Oh, wow! That is a lot more than I was prepared
7: for. Well, for a dollar, thing really backfired on me this time, huh? <laughs> uh. Lorelai, snap out of it. You're not really going to sell my controlling share in Swift Industries, are you? Uh, of
6: course I am. Why? I don't know. Just seems like a great idea.
7: Oh, mind
2: control. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Boy, have I been hard on myself for no reason.
5: Hello, welcome to Underdog Comics. Simon, you are working. Oh, uh, Charlie, right? What a surprise. Sorry, if this is a bad time, I just thought. I mean, you said I could come by, so. Is this too soon? Is this weird? Am I being weird?
1: Not at all. We just haven't quite opened for the day yet.
5: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The door was unlocked, so. I just thought. No, no, it's fine, really.
0: Neural scan at
5: 38%. Are you watching something on your phone? Yes, it's uh,
1: one of those sci-fi thrillers, you know?
0: Oh, yes. I am Amy Adams. I am a beautiful young scientist and the only one who knows how to stop the bad aliens.
5: I should pause this. So, um, do do you have a lunch break coming up? Um, I'm actually
1: not sure. I'm... Sort of running the story by myself today.
5: I thought you said you worked with friends.
1: I do. They're just... Something came up.
5: Hmm. Seems kind of irresponsible.
1: You have no idea.
5: Can I ask you something?
1: I suppose so.
5: What are you doing here?
1: I told you I'm filling in while my friends are- I
5: I don't- I I don't just mean today. You're- you're one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life, and you're- slumming it at a comic book store with a bunch of... civilians. I...
1: what? They're my friends.
5: Are they? Because I'm not really getting a sense that you're totally on board with whatever it is they're doing right now. And based on your body language, it doesn't seem like this is the first time something like this has come up. Well... Your friends are all fueled by their emotions. They're incapable of seeing things logically, not like you and I. What is this? They don't understand you, Simon. You might as well be an alien to these people, and they'll never truly accept you as one of them. No, I... I'm not... not, It's working. He'll be leading the overachievers before his friends even know what hit them. What? Overachievers? I don't... Did you just read my mind? (laughs) I didn't even know you could do that. I knew about the telekinesis and enhanced intelligence, but telepathy? That's new. Who are you? I'm the person that just injected you with a very
0: powerful sedative. Good night, Mr. Holt. Project Log, Tough Love, Entry
1: 7. The tests are complete, and I believe the nullifiers are ready for use, though I hope that time never comes. This all started as a contingency plan. The team's emotional stability has been called into question on multiple occasions. Gibson can become angry and volatile at the drop of a hat, Elliot has been swinging in and out of depression for the better part of a year, and Gwen has displayed split loyalties while being so overwhelmed with neuroses on a daily basis it's a wonder she ever leaves her house. Then there's Mindy, who has proven that she's unable to effectively manage her responsibilities. Not an insurmountable obstacle by any means, but certainly an inconvenient one. That being said, she does have a certain energy that could be useful in a team environment and unflinching honesty. Most people take being honest as an excuse to be ugly, but Mindy never does that. She says what she means without malice or fear. She might be the most honest person I've ever met. Which, I suppose, makes myself the most dishonest. None of them know what I've done, but I believe these nullifiers are necessary. In the event that any of the underdogs were compromised, stopping them with non-lethal countermeasures would be ideal. An aerosolized antipheromone of my own design can negate the effects of Elliot's powers. Mindy's ability required a device that creates a localized gravity field to keep her grounded. Gibson could be easily handled with a special flash grenade that combines a powerful strobe light with blaring sirens and a sulfur gas all at once to overwhelm his super senses, and a reflection trap that instantly surrounds Gwen with mirrors, making it impossible for her to possess anyone but herself. I've disassembled the prototypes, but I'm saving the plans for each on secure servers, so they can be easily assembled if the time ever came in which their use became necessary. Including one to nullify myself, in the event that I am...
5: Compromise. (gasps) Where am I? Well, look who decided to wake up. You. You're. This is my lab. We're in my lab. How did you. No use trying to move. I used a lot of duct tape. You're not going anywhere. So you might as well get comfortable. What are you doing? I was just watching some home movies on your computer. This one in particular is called Tough. File
0: upload at 60%. No! Get away from there!
5: Oh, come on, Simon. Somewhere in that big brain of yours, you had to know that this was bound to happen.
1: You can't do this. I'll stop you.
5: What? Why isn't it working? Having some trouble?
1: You have powers,
5: don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. But this morning, it, it worked on my friends. You finally started to break through the power negation stage? Good for you. Won't do you any good with me, of course, but I'm glad to see you're growing.
1: Why doesn't it work with you?
5: My power is negation.
1: You block other people's powers.
5: Very good. You really are quite the little Sherlock Holmes, aren't you?
1: Don't patronize me in my own lab.
5: Actually, since I've taken over your entire system and taped you to a chair... It's sort of... my lab, now.
0: File upload at 75%.
5: Oh, calm down. I'm not here to hurt anyone. I'm trying to help you.
1: (laughs) You're not making that particularly easy to believe.
5: Your friends are right about Lorelai. Simon, you can't trust her. Believe me, I've spent the last 20 years trying to.
1: Well, so far, Lorelai hasn't drugged me, taped me to a chair, and hacked into my operating system.
5: No, you're right. She's only experimented on people, locked them away in specially designed prisons, and, oh, nearly destroyed the city three times in the past year. All while trying to save the world. Do not make excuses for her. She tells people she's here to save the planet... To her, that means ruling it, making it in her own image, her superheroes, her grid, her world. She just leaves that part out of the sales pitch. And what's your sales pitch? I'm not here to sell you anything. I respect you too much for that. I'm here to set you free. I'm here to help you start thinking for yourself again.
0: File upload complete. Charlie, no.
5: Atlas, open file. Simon (laughs) I didn't think this was possible But I've underestimated you It's not what you think This was supposed to protect them (sighs) You're already starting to talk like her It might be too late for you Why are you doing this? What do you want? Swift Industries is dangerous And I intend to tear it down Brick by brick And I want you to help me
7: Who are you?
5: My name is Charlotte Swift. I'm Lorelai's sister.
4: Geek by Night is executive produced by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez, co-executive produced by Cassandra Fredrickson, associate produced by Patreon member Lieber One Eighty Two, and Ed Foster. Starring Andrew Ball as Simon Holt. Matt Mazel as Elliot Markowitz. Naomi Wong as Lorelai Swift. Morgan Spencer as Mindy Gibson. Ray Ruzzo as Gwen Allen. Chris O'Connor as Jeff Gibson. Jay Malone as Victor Conrad. Scott Tofti as Max Carmichael. And Nick Jimenez as William Medina. Also starring, Rachel Gatlin as Charlotte Swift. Leslie Beauchamp as Atlas. Natalie Van Sisteen as Madison Powers. Zach Luna as Joel Vickers Mark Allen Jr. as The Ire Paul Mackey as Cosmo Peters Kristen Miller as Janet Stokely and Susie Young as Anita Chen Additional voice work by Bradley Williams-Smith Warren Blackie Nicholas Andrew Louie and Nolan Tashian Casting by Chelsea Kern Friends and Enemies written by Scott Corelli, Nick Jimenez, Ray Russo and Billy McCartney Directed and edited by Scott Corelli. Geek by Night theme by Zach Gibson. Original score and final mix by Scott Tofty. Credits read by Brian Brown. Geek by Night, created by Scott Corelli. All characters in this work are entirely fictitious, and your resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Copyright 2017, Dueling Genre Productions. Thanks for listening.